various age groups all the way from kindergarten to college took part in these building things. And that shows you the flexibility of Minecraft, that college students were working in the same project as kindergarten students, all for the same goal. What mattered to the entire world, every class, every age, and they came out with these United Nations goals. So that's how the sustainability shuffle was born. Welcome to the Minecraft Education Edition podcast. I'm Mike Washburn. This podcast is produced in collaboration with Participate, where the world learns together. As we shared last episode, Minecraft isn't just a game you play on your own. It's a powerful tool to make connections with students and teachers all over the world. On today's show, we'll talk about how one teacher, Benjamin Kelly from Canada, uses Minecraft in his classroom and works with educators around the world to teach students about the sustainable development goals. And now, our conversation with Benjamin Kelly. Benjamin Kelly, welcome to the podcast. It is great to be here, Mike. So we spent last episode talking about remote learning in Minecraft Education Edition, and you're one of the teachers that's also doing this in really exciting ways. I think the first place to start is, how are you using Minecraft with your students at your school right now? So because our province is a little um, a little different than other jurisdictions where we have students uh, basically getting suggestions on work, not actually work assigned, but suggestions on work they can accomplish, I teamed up with Brilliant Labs, who are a local um, STEAM STEM provider here in, in New Brunswick and the Maritimes, and we made a server. And the server was not just thinking locally like our Moncton area, but it was also thinking Atlantic Canada. So we made a Minecraft server with Brilliant Labs. Uh, we opened it up. There's a procedure to join. And uh, kids from all over Atlantic Canada have been pouring into uh, the Minecraft world that Brilliant Labs, uh, I guess, supports financially. And uh, there's different zones in that world, and they're creating and uh, collaborating and doing all of those wonderful skills that we expect of our citizens uh, in the future. And not only can you connect with students locally, but you've used Minecraft to connect students with other students around the world. One of the cool things that you've done is called the Sustainability Shuffle, and and I'm a, a big fan of it. I, I think it's an awesome project. I talk about it every chance I get, um, and it's centered around the Sustainable Development Goals. But I think we need an actual primer before we get started on the actual project. What are the Sustainable Development Goals? The Sustainable Development Goals are a few years old now, um, and they are goals set up by the United Nations. They uh, they got together and they decided to come up with goals that would help humanity, uh, I guess, survive uh, and thrive, survive and thrive. So 17 different goals like good health and well-being and quality education. These are solid goals. And in each of the goals, there are targets, uh, specific targets. So with these 17 goals, um, the United Nations has carved out a roadmap to creating a better world, basically building a better world by the year 2030. And it's our mission as humans uh, all around the world in every country and every space to reach these targets and, and I guess prolong our existence in the happy, healthy way that we know. And they aren't just basic kind of fluff type goals. Some of them are pretty serious. And I think that one of the things that I like about talking about the sustainability goals with students is that they really matter to them. 
how important is it in your mind that we talk about the sustainable development goals that we remind students that this is about their future, right? Yeah, well, I'm a huge, huge supporter of empathy in the classroom. I believe that empathy is the answer that can uh, differentiate your STEM programs and your programs from other schools and actually give your kids a competitive advantage. And so what I found is using these goals or at least targeting these goals as a focus in your classroom, be it with Minecraft or anything, you're basically practicing empathy. Think about it. The goals are human goals. They are for humans, not saving the whales. They're just human goals. And if you look at it that way, there's 7.9 billion humans out there other than you. Um, so the projects that you do with these goals are 7.9 billion parts empathy and only one part selfish. And that's a great ratio. So you've used Minecraft Education Edition for a lot of different things, and you have to have used it to really take deep dives into some of these sustainable development goals as well, not including the sustainability shuffle. Maybe you can talk about some of those projects as well. Well, it's neat. I'll start with the sustainability shuffle just briefly. It started at an Apple training. Of all places, I was teaching <laughs> Apple teachers how to use Minecraft. And one of the teachers raised their hand and said, with this export feature that's built in now, could I send a world file down the hall to my colleague? And instead of answering quickly yes and saying, sure, that's a great idea, I stopped. And I remember right in the middle of the session, I said, well, well, why stop there? Why down the hallway? Why not send it across the country or around the world? And on the drive home from that training session, that's where the sustainable development shuffle or sustainability shuffle was born because I started to think about what truly global, globally mattered, what mattered to the entire world, every class, every age, and it came out with these United Nations goals. So that's how the sustainability shuffle was born. And that went around the world for two years. I got to be on MineCon with five million viewers. It was insanity. That's how big that got. And I'm forever grateful to the Minecraft team for that trip. But from that, again, diving into those targets that you mentioned, the serious topics, we actually have cards now, challenge cards for the sustainability shuffle. And they're deep. They're actually pretty hardcore. There's some topics I didn't want to touch in there. They're that not school appropriate. Um, but then there's other things like, did you know that uh, mosquitoes kill 750,000 people a year? That's a weird stat because in Canada, we have lots of mosquitoes. But in other countries, those mosquitoes kill. So the kids in one of the challenges design mosquito-proof housing uh, in Minecraft. So it's not just the build your house that every Minecraft teacher does at the start. It's build your housing for a purpose. And that's what I found. These goals give my STEM classes a purpose. And that purpose is gold when it comes to uh, authentic learning and uh, providing or at least providing the world with students who are capable in the future. And that empathy piece too, right? The idea that students aren't just thinking about their own backyard and, you know, what's happening down the street, but what's actually happening around the world. And, you know, mosquitoes might be something that's pretty benign in Canada and in the United States, but is something that is dangerous potentially in other parts of the world. So this piece of empathy you know, is a super valuable return on this, right? And there's a little bit of selfishness there because Moncton is the second most mosquito populated city in Canada. And first place goes to our dear friends out in Winnipeg. Winnipeg is, they've actually built a mosquito statue in that city to celebrate that fact. 
Um, but we are number two when it comes to mosquito populations in cities in Canada. So you talked about asynchronous learning and asynchronous passing of Minecraft files. And we talked about that a little bit on the last show as well. So I'm wondering if you can talk about your process a little bit and how you actually did that, because I think that there's going to be people listening that are still trying to wrap their heads around how they want to use Minecraft Education Edition specifically to connect their students, be it in their own classes or or with the students in another class. How does that asynchronous process work for you? So I'll, I'll just run through how I started. So on the drive home, I thought of the idea. I got home and I immediately got to work. I don't delay on ideas. I get right to work. So I decided that there were 17 United Nations goals. So therefore, I needed a world file, a Minecraft world file with 17 villages. So I got in there and I found 17 different villages in the same world, uh, found their coordinates, and that's the key. you got to be able to quickly teleport to these places. Uh, built a little ecosystem around each village for each goal. Um, but then, you're right, it came time to share it around the world. And how do you do that? You, you can't email a Minecraft world file that's 140 megabytes big. So OneDrive, again, totally Microsoft solution here. OneDrive came into play where I set up folders uh, that had weekly dates. So like October 23rd, two weeks later, two weeks later. So I had this series of folders. And what I did was I dropped in the world file, the starting world file in the first folder. Well, the first teacher on the schedule came along, plucked out that world file, worked on it for two weeks, and dropped it in the next folder in the series. The next teacher, let's say in Saudi Arabia, picked the world file out of that folder, worked on it for two weeks, saved it, and dropped it in the next folder. So basically all I had to do on a Sunday evening every second week was check the world file for damage, make sure there was nothing that was irreparable. And, uh, you know, I put in an hour every second Sunday and made sure the world file was good. And it passed itself around the world using Microsoft's technology. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. And so Earth Day actually was just fairly recently. And one of the things that Minecraft made, Minecraft Education Edition made, uh, was a, a number of Earth Day centered projects and worlds. And this is one of those great things. I, I love that you can use Minecraft Education Edition for almost anything. You can use it to celebrate Earth Day and and center your learning and lessons around something like that. It, there's not a whole lot you can't do with this, right? Yeah, and that's, that's why I usually stray away from making lesson plans. Um, you know, I make rare lesson plans even for myself. So making them for others is a is a bridge I have not crossed yet. But I love making experiences. I love making those STEM experiences, those STEM little lessons or resources where the teacher can grab it. They can quickly understand with a walkthrough video what they're getting into, and then they can link it to the curriculum. That's not my role to link it to the curriculum. My role is to create an engaging environment for their students, and hopefully they can make the ties and actually take advantage of those resources like the sustainability shuffle that is available for everybody now for download. Yeah, let's talk about that. So multiple years long project traveled all around the world with ideas from a number of how many countries did it end up going to? It was double digit countries. It was five continents, I know for sure. And the, the better part, the better stat is, is it was age groups all the way from kindergarten to college. Um, so every single age group of student took part in these building things. And that shows you the flexibility of Minecraft that college students we're working in the same project as kindergarten students, all for the same goal. You know, my dream is eventually to have the United Nations see this, to see these solutions that are sitting there built in Minecraft. Because when you go in, the first thing you see is Australia, Japan, 
uh, Steve Isaacs from the United States and Malaysia, all in the same view. Italy's off on the left. So you can see all of these bills just from your vantage point when you go into the world and that gets better from there. I'm still finding stuff. It's amazing. And so you can actually download these files right from the Minecraft Education Edition website, right? Yeah, they have uh, they have the lesson plan. Again, I'll use that term loosely, but they have the lesson plan with some guiding questions up there. And it links to my site where you can actually pull in this 200 megabyte world and have your students explore it, two years worth of other nations builds, but then also add to it. So this is a great first back in September type lesson where you can grab it, look at the other's builds and say, okay, what can we add to this? And it's it's neat. It, it, it reaches more people than just the two-week schedule now. It's it's there for everybody to take advantage of. That's amazing. And we're going to link all of those resources in the show notes uh, because uh, we definitely want our listeners to take a look at those, use those even. There's still room to grow here, isn't there? There is. Like I've, I've thought about this summer going back in and making a second series of challenges, 17 challenges, because th there's lots of targets under every goal. And I just picked one of them. So to go back in, pick another target, uh, see if I can create a new set of series cards or whatever. And uh, and again, these are just grab me type things. Using Flipgrid recently, we now have video challenges. So they're not the cards anymore. They're me talking the students through video challenges. So you can head to uh, flipgrid.com slash Minecraft EDU. And they're waiting for you. And uh, again, it's, it, you're right. There's lots of room for growth and it's only getting stronger. Awesome. On education.minecraft.net, there are hundreds of lesson plans. Whether you're looking to teach math, science, language, or anything else, there's little doubt there's something for you in the lesson library. Head to education.minecraft.net and find a lesson for your class today. We'll be right back with part two of our conversation with Benjamin Kelly. Did you know that Minecraft Education Edition has a world you can use to learn how to play the game? This is awesome if you're new to Minecraft or maybe checked it out once but haven't been back in a while. Simply load up Minecraft Education Edition, then go to View Library, then How to Play, and open the Start Here world. And now, our conversation with Benjamin Kelly. All right, welcome back. So, Ben, we have talked about the sustainable development goals. We've talked about asynchronous learning, the spreading of the sustainability shuffle and how it traveled all around the world. And I can't help but wonder about the results, about student learning, which is what we're actually going for here. We want to see the results. So maybe you can tell me a little bit about what you've heard from folks that you've worked with around the world, and then tell me a little bit about your experience with your students as well. So uh, there's several parts to the United Nations goal, several phases, I guess I'll call them. And uh, the phase that this project came out in was known as the um, awareness phase. There's the awareness phase and the action phase. So we're entering now the action phase where this needs to get going. The awareness should be there at this point about these UN goals. And we now have to get to work. We now have to do real world solutions with these goals. But when this project came out, it really was about increasing the awareness around the world. And I'd like to think that the project did that. I'd like to think that each of the classrooms in each of the countries, each of the schools maybe that this project landed in, um, was that, that first awareness. It allowed the kids to dig in. And the awareness is the biggest hurdle. You got to get people aware of a problem before we can actually start to fix it. So I really think that my project, the uh, Sustainability Shuffle, uh, really did a wonderful job 
at doing what it was built to do, increase awareness. I'm not sure how that can translate out to the real world. I can only hope that that infected the students enough with the ambition to go out and change the real world. Um, so we have, we have the sustainability shuffle. Um, it's been a wonderful, wonderful thing. I hope the cards continue that. Again, making the job easy for teachers is another focal point. So I want this to be an easy grab and go type of thing for teachers. But again, not building a house, not just building your first home in Minecraft. Let's build a home with a purpose. Let's solve a real problem. Let's start that, um, I guess, engagement in citizenship at a young age using Minecraft. So that's, I guess, that was the focus and the purpose of the sustainability shuffle. And I think we've moved past that phase now. I hope we have. Um, but it was it was a nice, I guess, time or era to increase that awareness. And are you hearing anecdotally from the teachers that you worked with, Steve Isaacs in the United States or uh, these teachers in Malaysia or whatever, about, you know, how their students reacted, how they took to the project and and what came from it in their classrooms? The uh, teachers involved were all stars, like every one of these teachers that signed up for this. Remember, these would have been teachers that were trolling the Internet, trying to find something engaging, and they really took this and they ran. So, again, this whole project was supported by all star teachers. They did better than just let me know how it was. A lot of them sent me pictures. So I have pictures from Malaysia and Sweden and these classrooms and these kids working on this project from around the world. There's been nothing but positive feedback from the teachers that were involved. The stories that came out of it are awesome. Like I shared one on Minecon where Ireland did this build about uh, sustainability and cow gases. Um, and where they actually figured out these are Irish pupils, I think, in roughly grade five who were sharing with the world that if you feed cows uh, silage or, or seaweed, um, methane emissions will go down by like 98 percent or 90 percent. Um, so, again, for us in North America, we hear this and it's a really weird and odd, but it's like, wait a minute, we have major farms in the USA that have cows emitting gases every day. Mm -hmm. And these Irish kids are sharing a solution about eating seaweed to reduce methane gas. And I think it's through their burps. I might have said on Minecraft it's through their farts, but I, I think it's through cow burps um, that they're actually relieving the gases. But uh, either way, whatever end it's coming out of, it's now 90% less methane. And, that, and that's <laughs> the goal. And again, that was just one thing as you're going through these builds, which again, I have not discovered yet. There's builds I come across and I go, I haven't seen this yet. Just amazing information and amazing solutions being built in this world. And I really think if teachers download it and go through it, there's talking points everywhere, uh, discussion points with students and encouragement for their students to do even better and find even better solutions. So let's talk about your students and those discussions. So I can imagine that as the creator of this, that you've had some really cool moments with your own students related to uh, the sustainability shuffle and using Minecraft in the classroom. Maybe talk about how you've found the experience in your own classroom and with your own students as you've worked through this. I decided to use this project, Mike, with older kids. I went with my grade 11s and 12s. Um, so again, the engagement part was the hard part. When you get older with students, it's hard to get them engaged about Minecraft. They know it. They're wizards with it. Uh, but getting them engaged is the hard part. But they they really jumped in on this. But they wanted to be they're a little bit competitive. So they wanted to have the coolest builds. I, I know with my kids, we use the uh, augmented reality function. 
Um, so they actually built uh, using the structure block, um, you know, a sewage treatment plant. And then James is there in a picture holding the sewage treatment plant in his hand in the classroom in, in mixed mm. reality. Um, so uh, then we have a uh, triple tier greenhouse that uh, Shiloh built and he's holding it in his hand in the classroom. Um, so they really wanted to take it from Minecraft out into the classroom using, uh, they just wanted to go to the next level. Uh, what we did was we spotted things on Twitter and on the internet, like for instance, growing crops underwater. Really bizarre idea, how to grow your crops in the future under the ocean's surface. Because if you create a bubble underneath, there actually is air and sunlight reaches the crop. So I'd show the kids a little tidbit of that on the internet, or they'd come in and they'd show me little tidbits on the internet. And I'd say, well, what would that look like? Show me. And that's a great tool. That's that's Minecraft's like sweet spot right there where you ask a kid, well, what would that look like? Show me your understanding. Show me how that would look. And again, it's blocky block. It's, you know, it's it's a block world, but you can really quickly understand what a kid is thinking. It's a great prototyping tool and it's, it's beautiful to understand student understanding about um, any topic, any curriculum area. So you talked about your students and their competitiveness. And, <laughs> and what I actually thought was that's actually in some cases another word for agency or at least it can be reframed as agency in the sense that what your students were really wanting in some of those situations was probably to be able to connect with the other people whether it's in their classroom or they knew that this was going to be seen by people all over the world and so they wanted to do a really good job they wanted to be proud of what they did. Um, talk a little bit about how Minecraft Education Edition can be this like really powerful tool, I think, for something like that, for agency in their classrooms. Yeah, competitiveness is a weird, weird word. I should have maybe uh, phrased that different, but no, maybe it's not. They, my kids, I guess, in their head had what's next. That's the slogan that's running through their head. So again, they perused the other countries' builds. They've been through them. They've looked at them, and they said, "Well, well, what's next? What's the next level thing we can do?" And there were some incredible builds. You know, when Malaysia starts out um, with this build, they're the first group. The builds were jaw-dropping, stunning. So you get this, and that's the the neat thing about this project. As it moved, it raised the bar. <laughs> so he found he found Mr. Isaacs in classes like that, getting it and going, ooh. You know, they get it on a Sunday night, and they look through, and they go, okay, all right, let's go. Yeah, this it's, is it's serious time. now. Yeah, this is not just a fun <laughs> little thing. It's time to raise the bar a little bit. So <laughs> the, the pressure on those poor students in the first few days of introducing this must have been intense. Uh, but again, the students, uh, they want theirs to be something they can be proud of. And I found that as this roamed around the world, as the sustainability shuffle roamed, it got better and better and better. And that's not knocking the early groups at all. That's just saying they started with the bar high and then every other group that followed, even the youngsters, the kindergartners, they wanted to do better, bigger, grander, pulling in more of the items from the, you know, from your inventory, using things that you couldn't even think of that were in Minecraft to be different things. Um, it just got stronger and stronger and stronger. And like Michael Jordan, it stopped at its peak. It did not uh, fizzle out. It was literally stopped at the two-year mark, even though it was just getting going. And uh, now it's available for everyone. I think that you've touched on one of the superpowers of Minecraft Education Edition, and that's the engagement piece, the idea that that this is something that they want to use, not something they have to use or something they feel forced to use, but something that when they realize they're getting to play Minecraft at school, they're like, wow, you know, this is this is an opportunity. So maybe talk about 
the difference between something like Minecraft Education Edition and maybe the way that we've done it in the past and, you know, maybe even the universality of it in the sense that, you know, one of the great things about using Minecraft is that it is the most popular game in the entire world. And that means that the entire world has played and is playing Minecraft. It means that you can send the game to Norway. Well, Norway is a little bit of cheating because it was made in Norway, but you can send the game to other countries and they know Minecraft too. And they're just as excited as American and Canadian kids, right? Yeah, I have uh, coming up at the end of June uh, 2020, I have this uh, Connect Ed conference here with Microsoft Canada. And my session, my presentation, so you're stealing a bit from this, but my session is exactly that. It's engaging students and empowering students with Minecraft Education Edition. So I've done a lot of the groundwork already for that. There's all sorts of stats out there. And you're right, you just quoted the Minecraft is the most popular game in the world. 126 million users as of May, uh, monthly users as of May. Um, did you know that in back in 2011, 91% of American kids played video games? And that was, what, nine years ago? So you can right. imagine that's only more intense. They just uh, There was another company that just did a study. They figured out that every year rolling over, one-third of kids play more and more video games. So out of those you know, 91% of kids, one-third of them play more and more and more video games every single year that rolls over. So there's all sorts of stats. There's all sorts of reasons that Minecraft's engaging and and wins the classroom. I want to save a lot of it for my Connect Ed uh, presentation for Microsoft. Um, but trust me, that is just the, the tip of the iceberg right there. There is uh, a whole bunch of things with safety and uh, universal design for learning and a whole bunch of areas where Minecraft just is... It is the king of the classroom um, if you embrace it. If you truly embrace it, it's the king of the classroom. And in late June, I hope to explain a little more about why. It's exciting. So not related to sustainable development goals, but still a great story nonetheless. We are talking in May 2020 in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic. For anyone who's listening <laughs> five years from now, hopefully... Um, Hopefully that time has passed. Uh, but one of the great stories of this, one of the silver linings of this is centered around Minecraft um, and that a number of schools are holding events in Minecraft. So this is great for this, this idea of world connections, which is also what we've been talking about today. The, the idea that um, Minecraft can be used to bring people together. There are a ton of events happening and people are using Minecraft in ways that we may not have, at least on mass, we may not have thought about before. Right. Yeah. The uh, the school graduations, the college graduations, I guess if you look at it like it's not that shocking when you realize that Minecraft's what, roughly nine to ten years old. So this game would have occupied the students lives all the way from elementary to their graduation year. Mm -hmm. So this really is, we're about to unleash upon the world the first ever Minecraft generation um, of students. Now, adults have been playing this game left and right. In fact, adults may be the bigger audience for this game than kids themselves. But we are about to unleash and graduate on the world the Minecraft generation. And I cannot wait to see the STEM repercussions, the innovation. Um, we have a lot of students about to change the world for better. And I bet you a lot of them 20 years from now, we'll trace the roots back to Minecraft. 
So we actually have a uh, a fun page that Minecraft Education has created related to holding digital events in Minecraft. We're going to link it in the show notes because, you know, this is, like I said, a silver lining of the current situation. Um, and we're excited to see what people do with it. Benjamin Kelly, I can't thank you enough for your time and joining us on the podcast today. Thanks. This is great, Mike. And listen... This podcast on Minecraft, it was there. Um, it was at everyone else's fingertips, but you picked up the uh, the challenge and did it, and you're doing it right, and I can't wait to hear these episodes. Great job. Thank you. Join the Minecraft Education Challenge. This virtual build challenge invites students around the world to learn about issues related to sustainability and inclusion, then design solutions with Minecraft Education Edition. You can create your own prompt that invites students to address a local issue impacting your school, community, or region. This could be something like designing a more accessible version of your classroom in Minecraft. Think about people with different learning styles and disabilities, so the space is a safe and inspiring environment for everyone to be healthy. Or build a more sustainable version of your school in Minecraft. Consider a holistic definition of sustainability, which may involve rethinking energy systems, recycling, transportation, and how nature plays a role. Share progress and stories of your challenge experience via Twitter and Facebook. And tag us using our Twitter handle, at PlaycraftLearn, and the hashtag, MinecraftChallenge. And then post your results on the Minecraft Challenge Flipgrid page. We've added a link to that page in the show notes. We're so excited to see what you build. listening to the Minecraft Education Edition podcast. My name is Mike Washburn. This podcast is produced by Participate, where the world learns together. Find out more at participate.com. You want to get in touch with us? Check out our website at education.minecraft.net. Connect with Minecraft Education Edition on Twitter at PlaycraftLearn. You can connect with me directly at Mr. Washburn. If you're enjoying the show and think others would too, we would be thrilled if you shared it with them. Please leave us a rating or review in Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. When you leave a rating, it gives our rankings a boost and this helps others to discover the show. Thanks for listening. Stay awesome and we'll see you soon.